Rita Anwiri is a legal professional with a passion for educating creatives about intellectual property rights. She's here to share her journey from being an intellectual property lawyer to becoming a dynamic podcaster. I'm pretty sure it's Techzilla. I'm Rita Awarichinda of IP Series, and you are listening to Into the Podverse with Tony Doe. Cheers, guys. Rita Mimi Chinda, an intellectual property and information technology lawyer, shares her transition from the legal profession to becoming a podcaster. Her goal is to educate creatives about intellectual property and its potential. Well, I would say, um, first, my foundation. I did not want to study a course and end up not using my certificate. So I made sure that when I got back into Nigeria, after I was doing my master's in the UK, I wanted to educate people about intellectual property. I wanted creatives to be able to be aware of the potential of what their human intellect, their output of their creations, inventions, and all of those things. So after law school, um, I worked for a virtual law firm. And then you know, because the firm, the firm was specializing in intellectual property, it was easier for me to continue my, I mean, it kind of like felt like I was on, on track to my, my goal. And, you know, sometime in 2019, or 2018, 2019, I think, someone, uh, there was this post that was viral about intellectual property. And someone made a comment that I, I knew was wrong. So... I just sat down, did a bit of research, and then just came up with a Twitter thread, and that was how I began um, microblogging. But then my friend and Chungi, I call her my Chungi, we both love South Korean um, series, but she motivated me and encouraged me to consider other media formats such as podcasting and blogging. And I thought, I kept telling her I was going to think about it. And, you know, then I came across a post by Mo Chivios, and that posted ways to create um, multimedia content, and podcasting was part of it. So I was like, okay, cool. Then the pandemic came, and I was on Twitter one day, and I saw a tweet by Lola the Duffelback, who is a senior colleague in the industry, and he, he, he read, listened to the most recent episode of my podcast and the link was attached so i went to that link and i was like okay this looks like something i can do and i think at that point there was this very controversial case on collective management organizations and copyright owners and i just thought to myself why don't i you know start this podcast thing so i sat down did a few takes I recorded and I was like, okay, this isn't good. I kept doing several takes. And then my allergies started to set in. Uh, I, I think if you listen to the first, my first episode ever, you hear me sniffing a lot. So um, once I was done recording, I published it. And I got good reviews and feedbacks from people. 
and i got a comment from someone i was like oh you were sniffing a lot and i was like apologies um that's because of my allergies and this so I, I just knew that going forward for every time i started to get that sign that my allergies were going to start acting but i had to pause um you know but i'll say the motivation to keep pod podcasting um you know basically is in line with my goals to educate people make sure people are informed to be to be an ip advocate and ip educators to sensitize the general public and i would say that post pandemic a lot of nigerians have paid more interest into intellectual property so yeah i would say it all worked out for me at the end of the day rita's podcasting process involves a thorough research structuring content and preparing for episodes as of today i have 107 episodes but my thought process for researching and preparing is first identify the type of ip i need to talk about then what elements of that ip do i really need to focus on so when i figure that part out so first i'll say is read go through the link that was shared regarding the case and if you're lucky there's a judgment attached to it i also take my time to go through the judgments i, I see that a lot before in cases when i'm reviewing or preparing a content or an episode there are very few nigerian cases it's hard for you to find the the judgment sometimes you may be lucky to get access to the judgment sometimes you may not be lucky so you're just relying on online publication so why reading that you look in between the lines not you, you can't just focus i don't well, let me just say you can't i do not focus on headlines I mean, the headlines are great good for clickbaits and all those things but then when i'm reading it i'm looking out for what is that silent point what is that thing that everyone is not seeing or talking about and then i start to read and then i start to research then I put in my structure, okay, this would be the intro, this would be the main body, and this would be the concluding part, you know. Um, if it's just me, I try to visualize I'm talking to people and they're seeing me, you know. But if I have a guest, I sometimes send my guest questions ahead or I've already pre-informed them that, okay, this is what our conversation is going to be. I mean, okay, cool. So sometimes... So my guests are like, okay, send me questions. Some are like, okay, we're going to wing it. So if we're going to wing it, that means I still have to prepare questions for my guests ahead of time so that, you know, I'm not taking aback or stuck in the middle. Um, and I'll say my structure changes um, with time based on research on how to podcast, you know, getting it putting down your scripts and focusing on the other elements in terms of marketing and branding. You also have to consider using books, articles, um, interviews, conversation with colleagues. So that's how the whole thing ends up coming. Once I'm done with that and I put it down, you know, in writing, I'm good to go. Rita's podcast gained global recognition, impacting listeners internationally. Positive feedback and commendations validated her efforts, reinforcing her role as an IP advocate and educator. Success story for me was the first time that my podcast got featured during the pandemic as the top 10 trade secrets podcast. And 
I think I was about nine or ten or I can't remember, but I was the only Nigerian IP podcast that was featured there and that meant a lot and that was done by Feedsport, I think that's what they're called. Um then my friend Beverly always refers to my podcast as the only IP Subharan podcast in, in Africa and that is huge. Um success story, I'm always glad when someone is unless it blessed or my content my podcast helps them with their research or their case um feedback from listeners i've always been you're doing a fantastic job thank you so much i've learned a lot from you um we're getting to know that i'm actually making a difference because my prayer has always been that God should show me how I can make a difference in the legal profession. And I think I'm doing that via my podcast today um, in helping people understand IP better. So it's kind of like IP basic uh, or a crash course on intellectual property if you listen to my podcast or you follow any of my IP series content. Um, success story, meeting incredible people. I met uh, one of the actors from Friday the 13th in one of my episodes. I had to Google him afterwards. Then having to meet one of the foremost IP lawyers in Uganda. Um, getting the opportunity to talk to my mentors all the way from um, Europe. Um, um, Eleonora and Rose Bobbridge met a lot. And success story again, Mark Jaffe is always highlighting my podcast on Twitter for every time I see his tag. I'm always humbled and grateful to meet people who help me, you know, market my content. Um, but yeah, everyone has been a blessing and they're all part of my success story as well. They also motivate me to keep creating content on intellectual property to never give up and that it's kind of like my big dream of you know having a podcast that would live after me so repositioning myself and making sure that i'm building a proper brand as a podcast uh not just in nigeria but africa and globally as well um yeah i think i'll, I'll stop there Rita shares her approach to simplifying intricate legal concepts. She uses clear language, avoids ambiguity, and collaborates with experts for challenging topics. Um, what has really helped me is the advice I got when I was doing my master's research. So my supervisor then was like, when you're writing, write in a way that a layman, someone who's not a lawyer, if he picks up your project, you'll be able to understand. So I've tried um, my best for every time I'm doing my research or creating my content to use clear and simple terms, concise terms. Even as lawyers, we are trained to not draft or write ambiguous terms. You're trained to be able to break um, or explain the concept or the topic in question to a layman that when he's consulting, he's able to understand it. You can't keep using legal maxims, citing a lot of sections. I mean, I know I do cite sections sometimes when I need to buttress my arguments or expand on the topic when there's a need for that. But learning how to use simple terms so that someone who is not a lawyer will be able to understand. And I think so far I've been doing a good job. Um, and then it depends on the topic as well. If it's an area that I feel, okay, I'm not so 
strong in it i then reach out to guests and this is where my guest editions always comes through um i think what i would say i've benefited a lot from this is if the person i think can actually do it i reach out to them the person physically they are, he always refers me to someone who is more knowledgeable about that topic because ip as much as it's evolving in nigeria it has developed in the con countries like the us and the uk but then you find out that every day new emerging areas and issues keeps bringing up especially because we're in the digital era so if it's something i'm not so familiar with two things i either do an in-depth research or i reach out to someone that's considered to be an expert or someone that i've been following his content uh and you know ask them to be a guest on my show if they agree lucky for me if they don't agree then and i have to decide do i go ahead and you know try my hands at it or just let it go um sometimes you know it also helps you um learn and understand the topic as well so you know that's that's basically how i do it from setting clear goals and selecting a unique name to embracing consistency and safeguarding intellectual property, Rita's Insights offer a comprehensive guide to starting and thriving in the podcasting world. So if you're considering podcasting as a hobby or a potential business venture, I think you'll find these tips pretty useful. Well, the advice I'll give anyone that wants to begin podcasting is first have a goal for your podcast is it a hobby or do you see podcasting as a business that you want to use it as your second resource of income then figure out the name and while doing that make sure that the name you pick is not similar to another brand's name so we're talking trademarks now you know <laughs> so the name the logo um make sure that is unique and distinctive and capable of distinguishing your podcast from another podcast um, even if it's in the same line of business. I know there are other intellectual property podcasts out there, but they all have different names. They have logos that are different from the one I use. Then when you start to do that, monitor your work, your progress online. Have it at the back of your head that you're not competing with anybody. I mean, don't get discouraged with the number of likes or streams. Um, keep pushing. Um, look for podcast community to network and learn from, read about podcasting follow podcast conversation and just be focused and remain consistent it's not easy to stay consistent i mean anytime i i miss a month i think i've been doing that for the last two years i miss a month where i don't do any podcast but i create content other kind of content in the form of um, newsletter or microblogging and all of those things but by the time i get back for the next month that means i have to push out at least three to four for the next month so i'm basically doing back to back to back um read research be open to learning researching be open to collaborating have a structure um define your goals um if it's going to be a big business for you consider registering it within your jurisdiction um making it a corporate entity take your intangible asset which is your name and logo and the content you create your scripting and all those things which enjoys copyright protection seriously um trade secrets and other aspects i need to take take notes of especially when you now start involving third parties uh, what kind of confidential information are you going to share with a third party um but yeah i think i think that's it so carve out your niche figure out the name get recording figure out the platform as well i know there are a couple of african um podcast hosting platforms are coming out so 
do your research and make sure you pick the right one for you and you know get creating Rita talks about the benefits of podcasting communities. Such groups offer a valuable learning platform providing free tips and support for podcasters. She points out the potential for collaborations and partnerships within the community, along with networking opportunities. So the benefit of being part of a podcasting community is you learn how to, you learn a lot of things, you get free tips. (laughs) <laughs> yeah you get free tips um you can ask questions and people will want to help out you start to improve on the way you do podcasting um uh, getting the opportunity to get access to future collaborators and partners um networking opportunities um what else what else what else what else what else I think that's basically it. Networking opportunities, collaboration opportunities, learning how to do podcasting, right? I mean, not everyone is an expert yet, but then someone might drop a tip today. Like, for instance, um, when I when I added my RSS link on audio, my course, because someone mentioned it on one of the podcasts that I belong to. So I started doing a bit of research on platforms that I could add my RSS link. Uh, I think I had some other Nigerian own podcast platform reach out to me to consider them so i did a bit of research as well and you know added my rss link um you know the main thing is reach how do you get across to a wider audience but there's also opportunities for you to listen to other people's podcasts so you listen to theirs and see what you can do differently you don't need to copy and paste but because you have a niche you now need to focus on that so the beauty about uh, having a niche is if you're the only one it gives you a competitive edge because everyone's like "Ooh, what is this podcast about let me listen to it all those kind of things um but yeah basically being in the right company so that you're doing podcasting right at the end of the day from her initial steps into microblogging on twitter to her impactful podcasting venture Rita's dedication to educating and advocating for intellectual property rights is truly inspiring. Don't forget to check out her podcast to delve deeper into the world of intellectual property and stay informed. That's IP series and the link is in the show notes. Until next time, keep exploring the diverse world of podcasts. Pretty Yo. shirts. Uh-huh. Techzilla. Of course it is. Who do you think it was? Again, hey yo, eagle eye view from the killer man Jarrow. Way above the clouds with my eye on the sparrow. Words pierce the air, invading your space. Sneak in through your ears, change the look of your face. The storyteller in this digital era. Could tell I got my groove back like my name was Stella. The vibe is stellar, but the message and the teller intertwine and define in the era. To those who oppose, I hereby propose. The fist to the jaw, would you prefer the nose? As the story goes, everybody knows. Mr. Tony Come correct with the flow Hey yo, as the God Podcaster As well known as the chief of broadcaster Care to bring the peace to the world over Hades can't connect, best to move over